Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast, Episode 2. The Florida population has been growing rapidly for the past several years, and the infrastructure needed to keep up with this growth is varied from residential and commercial developments to expanding internet capability through fiber optics for increased flow of information. Hi, I'm Bob Williams. I believe if you truly want to better understand your community to build personal, professional, and even lifelong relationships, then a willingness to hear each other's stories is an absolute must. That's why I created the Sarasota Stories podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you connect a little deeper with those living in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview business and civic leaders, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact. My guest today is Michael Kenyon, an enterprise sales manager for the NASDAQ-listed Unity Fiber. Unity is a unified force in network services, providing customers with the necessary infrastructure to get business done in an efficient and cost-effective way. With a combined focus on dense urban and metro areas, as well as lower-tiered and rural markets, Unity Fiber is committed to developing network solutions across the country. Today, I'll be asking Michael about the different divisions of Unity, the businesses that use their technology, why more technology companies are moving to this region, and how to connect with Michael, and much, much more. I'm so glad you joined us today, and as always, it is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Michael, thank you for coming to the show. You're welcome, Bob. Good to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in, doing this episode on uh, Christmas week. So you work for Unity. Tell me a little bit more about the business. So Unity Fiber, they're based out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, focused on the southeast. And in Tampa, in particular, is their newest market. We've been spending about a half a billion dollars laying down fiber in um, Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, Manatee. We'll push all the way down to um, Fort Myers eventually. And so you're the in the enterprise side of business. Correct. There's another side of the business that does the cell phone towers and the um, wholesale, you know, military, you know, big users. Oh, wow. And then, so that's kind of the backbone is built for those reasons. And then the enterprise, if we pass a, 
uh, locations that enterprise, any business can kind of jump on and use the fiber, for, you know, for internet and voice and all that good stuff. So for, so for our listener, kind of lay out the different divisions of the company, because when you say cell phone and when you say enterprise, whatnot, maybe they don't know exactly what that is. So the big thing, cell phone towers are easy because they're everywhere, right. and especially 5G. 5G requires a lot more cell phone towers than the big ones. And so, but every cell phone tower has to have a fiber connection to it. And that fiber is run back to some central spot and it jumps on the big network of whatever carrier that they're using. So we built, we do a lot of uh, fiber to the cell phone companies. Uh, military is another big, um, you know, proponent. So that so-called backbone is built. And then off of that enterprise, which is where I am, is just working with businesses. Um, they tend to be in a bigger side because, you know, it's, um, kind of a, what we call mission, mission critical, uh, services. Mm. Mm. Well, talk, because I found that interesting because when you hear the term enterprise, you are thinking about larger businesses. But Florida is kind of like a small business state. Mm. Um, so I, I'm curious as to why you guys are now you know, focused on the, the Florida market and, and particularly Sarasota and, and kind of the, the southwest area. Well, I mean, you, I will probably get into I moved down here from upstate New York. Oh, yeah. Um, I was with um, I've been doing this for about. 20 years. And I always knew he wanted to come to Florida as a matter of when I heard about this opportunity, this company through a friend of mine, I said, I think it's what I'm going to do. So I came down and been working with him. Uh, it's almost a year now. But anyway, so a lot of places are moving down here. Technologies they are relocating uh, Tampa, St. Pete. It's extremely hot for right. a lot of technology companies to come down here. Um, but the, so the healthcare, Law, technology, any kind of service businesses, you know, the car dealerships, um, they're just all just booming. And those all require a really good infrastructure. Talk more, talk a little bit more about the infrastructure. When you use that term, it's, it's, it goes way beyond fiber optics. You got switches and everything else. So what does that look like? Yeah, like our fiber, I mean, it's, it's assumed down here, but it's all underground for obvious reasons because hurricanes, you know, winds are not particularly good to wires up on a pole. And then you have all the, like you said, the handoffs. They all go to what they call POPs, point of presence. Um, and that's where you hit the internet. And then right. they go back to the big central uh, offices like the Frontiers, the Verizons. The, everybody's kind of co-located in those buildings. So depending on the traffic. So if I'm making a phone call, it obviously goes to a Frontier or Verizon or someplace. And then the call is handed off and off it goes. And same thing for the internet. You know, you got to hit, you got to hit the so-called internet at some point. Uh, and those are, like I said, they're called POPs, P-O-Ps. Right. And there's right, a bunch right. of them around. And so we co-locate with a lot of places. So fiber goes to all those places. Right. Well, that's very cool. No, I have read that a lot of technology companies are moving down here. I, I guess California is getting a little bit too expensive. And so some of them are relocating here. We've heard some about some of the you know, like uh, Tesla and whatnot, leaving California, going to Austin and whatnot. But is is that a, going to be a growing part of your business, you think, more so than maybe some of the tr more traditional businesses? I think so. Um, given I also belong to the uh, the Tampa Bay Chamber of Commerce and also right. the St. Pete uh, Economic Development, um, for the reasons that they always um, are having, they're always getting inquiries about moving to here. And so I'm Working with actually a few Canadian companies are moving here. Um, was another one New York City, obviously. 
that's another area. It's, it's expensive. The, the job pool down here is, um, well, besides being a nice place to live, the talent pool is pretty uh, rich with, you know, because you got to have people to work. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, and of course, you hear about the dearth of skills down here, but maybe that's in different, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe more in entry level jobs or whatnot. So I think so. But another thing, uh, we're, we're fast becoming a uh, kind of a, I forget the nickname we used it, but it's kind of the Silicon Valley of, uh, of Florida. You know, we, we compete against uh, Tampa St. Pete, against Miami. That's kind of, we go back and forth between which one's really the technology hub. So right now it's probably a tie, but there's a lot of technology, you know, cutting edge uh, software development, uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, a lot of that stuff is coming here. Right, right. So uh, so where are the main technology hubs? Is it the, just simply the large cities, the Miami, the Jacksonville, Orlando? Yeah, Right. And St. Pete and Tampa. Um, right. Quietly, it's become that way. Right. How'd you get into this business? <laughs> well, years ago, way back when I first did my first job out of school was the Boy Scouts of America, believe it or not. So I was a professional Boy Scout, <laughs> which was, it was, I had a lot of fun. Cool. I, called my, I called it my Peace Corps job. Um, but then that, I realized. That, that, makes, that means you're trustworthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am. <laughs> And then for a little bit, I did insurance and financial planning, um, and it was okay. And then the uh, the um, FCC deregulated. It used to be just the Ma Bells, and nobody else could compete, and they deregulated that. Right. And when they did that, that opened up the floodgates for other uh, companies to get in and now compete against, you know, the traditional uh, – the frontiers and the uh, – AT&T's and stuff like that. So they did it. I was up in Rochester, New York. There was a company that was a startup and I did that. It was kind of cool. So I started, I jumped in there and uh, never looked back. Oh, wow. So how do you like this area? I love it. Just yeah. love it. Isn't it lovely? It is. It's and, and to take it, I mean, everything is, it's booming and exciting and growing and nothing against upstate New York. Well, maybe it is. It's not booming and exciting. Uh. It's, it's kind of flat. I mean, the businesses up there are doing what they're doing the best they can. They're doing okay, but there's no real growth. Yeah. Yeah. These are interesting times. And of course there's uh, Florida, I think a couple of years ago became the third most populated state. People are moving in from second or third, let's see, be uh, California because we passed up New York. So it's California, Texas, and I think us now. So I, I believe that the people are coming and the infrastructure has to be built. And Quite frankly, outside my home, they're getting ready to do 41 South here, and I'm not looking forward to any more construction. But it just has to be done, and uh, you guys are a part of that. So, 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 talk about the type of business or the size of the business that you guys uh, would do um, uh, do work for. The, a classic is uh, hospitals, 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 and healthcare. Anything where your infrastructure, your internet, your connectivity has got to be at hundred percent or very close to it. Um, that's where the big, that's the fi- the fiber connections, by the way, there to kind of digress, a fiber is more is a dedicated circuit, meaning it's, it's all yours all the time. It's not shared with anybody else. Most people have at home, they will either have a coax connection or what they call Fios and stuff like that. And those are all good, but those are a shared, meaning the road is only so big. And as you get a lot more people down here, uh, especially in season, 
um, they're fighting for the same road and your speeds kind of go down from that. But mm. on the other, and fiber is dedicated. I mean, whatever speed you're going to get, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, you're not sharing with anybody. So it's much more secure. But anyways, healthcare is a classic. Um, probably so, manufacturing. Yeah, manufacturing is also big. So so when you come in, let's say uh, you have a conversation with the hospital and they say, okay, we need to upgrade here. Take us kind of through the steps of what happens from the point of contact to where you actually end up doing business with them, finding out their needs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so a lot of times you're you're meeting with what they call the the CIO uh, or the IT director, someone's. So they're either looking to um, enhance or maybe replace their primary character. A lot of these places have two, two or three carriers. I mean, you need to be diverse from a carrier because a carrier A is having a bad day, B better step it up, and if B is having a bad day, C better. So there's and you're putting different traffic on different networks. And so you, you kind of get a feel of their thinking. You know, I always call it the belt suspenders and Baylor twine. You know, they got three different ways to hold up the pants. Yeah. Um, and so once you do that, then you talk about the actual, they all have multiple locations, you know, feeding and data real time. So you got your doctors doing x-rays and they're wherever they are. They need to see that in real time. There's no, can be no lag. Uh, a lot of doctor offices are remote and they're going into the hospital servers and, you know, everything's just got to be quick, quick. And then probably the third piece is the cloud, the, the so-called famous cloud. Everything lives up in the cloud. Right. And so you have to have a really good connection. Uh, again, that's a two-way street. You're putting stuff up to the cloud and you're bringing it down. Um, right. So I, I get a feel for their speeds and networks and what's critical and what's, you know, there's all sorts of pieces to the puzzle. Right. Right. So... Amazon, I think, owns like 57% of the cloud. Maybe that's just in the U.S. here or whatnot. So do you go through them or you have your own dedicated cloud, your own, everything's in-house then? No. So we do what they call the pipes or the roads to the cloud. Uh-huh. So those, the cloud, obviously, is, there's a, it's a physical place. It's usually in the data centers, uh, Equinox. Uh, but someone can get a private connection. We call it Cloud Connect where you go from your business right straight to wherever, either in Dallas or Atlanta. These are big data centers. And then from there, inside those big complexes, you're going to get handed off to whatever cloud provider um, that you use. Right, right. Of course, so instead, of using, instead of using the internet, which you still could do, a lot of people place. Some people are like, I need something really secure. I need my own private road right. to the cloud. Right, right, right. Yeah, so... So, but as far as revenue, you say like a hospital or whatnot. So some of these smaller businesses are just not, they're just not going to use your. So the short answer is yes. But my, my question, so a classic would be like even restaurant, you have a restaurant, let's say you have a, a dozen restaurants. Right. Not, not maybe just the local pizza place, but those places, again, everything's in real time. You got the transactions, their point of service contacts, all the ordering, everything, even those things are getting even more. Yeah. Cameras, everything's all that data is being put someplace in real time, you know, tracking, what do we have to order? What do we have to do? You know? And so a place like that probably could use fiber because that they, that data is important to them and you would run, I'll call it smaller fiber connections. You don't, you can go anywhere from, 
you know, 25 megs up to 25 gigs. I mean, you can get some crazy speeds. Yeah. Um, so, but if it was a, just a standalone restaurant that, you know, pizza place, fiber is going to be, right. you know, they'll, right, they'll right, go right. with the coax and they'll spend right. that a hundred bucks or something. Right, 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 right. So what, are, so, so what are some exciting things that are happening in the industry as far as technology that's changing the way in which uh, we're going to do business? I mean, it, it, there's always, of course, there's G5, and I'm sure there's probably G6 or G10, <laughs> you know, in the horizon and whatnot that just really allows massive amounts of data to be transferred at, 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 in, a, in a millisecond. So talk about that a little bit. Well, and that's where the, the the beauty in fiber, and that people don't know, fiber is light waves. I mean, it's it's literally a piece of glass about the size of your hair, except there's hundreds of them inside these little. Well, you know, about my size, my thumb maybe. Right, right. You know, and then you get a bunch of them wrapped in. So, on a single piece of fiber, you can have. I don't even. I don't even know technology. You can have many different wavelengths in the fiber, and every wavelength is a customer or data or something like that. So it's highly efficient, uh, very secure, and they keep changing the boxes on the side of the fiber to allow more data to get pushed through there. So fiber itself probably won't change, but the box itself mm. will develop, I don't even, different spectrums, different, I don't know, it's above my head, but they keep making things bigger, faster, more secure over these fiber connections. So, and there's more and more data. So everything's getting bigger, 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 faster, faster, faster. And that's what they need to have. Businesses, of course, and consumers are concerned about security. What's happening on that end? Uh, because, you know, you, you see, you'll see a headline that comes across that says, you know, 37 million passwords were, you know, uh, you, you know, we're, 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 we're found or whatever and, and, and we're stolen and talk about what the, how you guys address that issue, the security part. Well, another part of our business is what are called managed services. Um, I mean, there's other it companies that will do it, but you're putting in the firewalls in, you know, all, everything that you get the cloud, um, all these connections. So they're putting that more boxes in and more security to prevent um, ransomware is another classic. You know, they try to get in your network and hold your um, data hostage until you pay them. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's cybersecurity is, is huge. So the, the, the so-called internet is still the wild, wild west, but you still have to put firewalls and boxes to protect it. I think the thing that I give going back to the... Um, I'll use the restaurant analogy again. Well, actually, I'll take it back. I'll use like a dentist office where they've got like six different locations. Where you got the main location and you can set up what they call private roads, what they call Ethernet connections back to the so-called mothership. So they're not using the Internet to transport the data and the FICA, you know, all the um, patients. It's going across a secure connection. And then the main um, hub or mothership then it has all the security for going up to the cloud and the internet and stuff like that. So is that all fully fully encrypted or? Yep, yep. We yeah. call them v, they call them VLANs, virtual uh-huh. virtual LAN networks. And so again, you can inside of that every you can set up a little different lanes or roads, if you will. Mm. You know, for um, so you see a lot of places doing the hot. Well, again, go get the hospitals. But if anybody has multiple locations, it's common to put those ethernet connections between the locations. Mm. Mm. Well, that's, 
that's pretty fascinating. Uh, I, I'm, of course, as a, more of a consumer. I mean, I'm always worried about security. So, but the problem, the problem seems to be, it's the individual itself. Whether it's a bad password or it's it's some of your activities on some of the other websites, and you just uh, you leave too much data out there, and it could be stolen. Yeah, and everything seems to be encrypted. So whether it's well, another you've heard us on uh, cell phones. You can do these uh, VPNs on your cell phones because everybody's yeah. using their data. And I so use you VPNs can, all the time. Use yep. VPNs all the time. And people forget about to do that on your uh, cell phone. I mean, right. I think people are better about their home computers, you know, with the firewalls and that type of stuff. Um, but cell phones, that's a that's a classical. People get on there and do their banking, do all that stuff and not be – on public Wi-Fi. It's incredible. Yep, it, it is. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I discovered VPNs years ago, really. Yep. So, and even then, I rarely get on a public Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> yeah. maybe a level of paranoia that's good, but uh, give them the headlines again. I tell my kids because basically nowadays everybody's got unlimited data on your cell phones. Yeah. I said, do not use the Wi-Fi. You have you have all the data you want. Just this the cell phone data is much more secure than the public Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Say so. Don't even bother unless you have a terrible connection. Don't bother with a public Wi-Fi. Just use your phone. So, so you you've joined joined the chamber here and also in the Tampa St. Pete area. What are, what's the best way that you get business today? I you know I probably network with a lot of the IT folks. You know right. people who actually do those. I I talked about the firewalls and the cybersecurity. Um, the, they're meeting with businesses and helping them with their network. And I bring in, you know, the actual internet pipe, you know, a lot of times that helps these businesses. So I, I would say I just network with those individuals or, or even a company uh, who just says, man, Mike, we're having a tough time. And I know we, we've got to put our services out for bid. Um, then they'll refer me over to their IT departments. When you say they're having a tough time, what's a scenario that they would reach out? A lot of time is you can have your whatever carrier you have, and um, the amount of time that you're down represents a lot of money. And, and some carriers, I won't say who, they, they're having a tough time supporting their circuits. So mm. you call, you say, yep, I got a problem. They say, that's great. And then usually it should be fixed within you know four hours is what they call a mean time to repair. Um, a lot of times it's, it's hours, maybe even days. And of course they can't function like that. You know, so it's, it's the, the carrier has to be, you're going to have a problem. It's just a matter of how fast do they fix it. But when you say, you say matter of days, days of downtime. Yeah. Like complete no service. Right. Oh, wow. Now, now I'll say that's mostly on your coax side, like the fiber. So go back to your one question on whether a small business wants fiber or coax Coax, there there isn't and there is no um, service level agreement. What we call what they call SLA, and so they'll do the best they can to fix it. And you know, if it's days, it's days. I mean, usually it's not, but it can be. And wow. and fiber fiber is much more reliable and does have a better service level agreement. So if someone says, "Look, I can't be down a day," I said, "Look, I know I'm going to probably cost two or three times more than what you got." But if you just lost X number of dollars, yeah, indeed. So, and that's their call. Indeed, indeed. Wow. So, um, well, where can people reach you if they want to know more about your company and your service? 
Well, it's a unity with an I. So it's U-N-I, like U-N-I-T-I, unity.com is the website. And then um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. If you find Michael, doc, you know, Michael Kenyon, um, I'm also on LinkedIn. And then my email is probably the easiest. So it's michael.kenyon, K-E-N-Y-O-N, at unity.com. Yeah. You, it, now, you also, you're a um, NASDAQ-traded company, right? We are. Yeah. We're, on the, we're on the NASDAQ. We're doing pretty well. Are you? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of competition, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, indeed. They have a nice little niche, though. I mean, we're still a billion-dollar company, but the big, like, you know, the uh, AT&Ts and the Spectrums and the Comcast, good, I mean, they're just huge. Right. And, and that's okay, but that's a whole other set of problems. You don't quite get the attention. Um, so we're a big enough fish where we can um, do what we have to, but we're not like massive. Very good. Well, Michael, uh, thank you for being on this show, and we hope to have you back. Yeah, it's very nice talking to you, Bob. All righty. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.